0: we
1: with this year of 2018 and probably will be next year is the whole hashtag me Too movement right? Oh yeah um, and I found this really interesting. Louis CK has a girlfriend. Oh okay. and um, that alone's not interesting. The fact that she is really famous and you've never heard of her is kind of interesting. Her name is Blanche Gardin. I don't know if that's the way you pronounce it.
2: Well, she's, you got the second part right. I've never heard of her. You say she's famous though, she's, or something? She's
1: a French comedian, and she's oh. a real big deal in a lot of the world. She's just catching on in the United States. She is, uh signed a Netflix deal, as a lot of comedians do, and um, and that's her thing. But she has got a um, complicated and nuanced view of the whole sexual harassment Hashtag Me Too thing that we've been talking about since it all started.
2: Right. Okay, interesting. Louis, of course, is known to. Yeah, well, well, well
1: she mentions that. Okay. Um. In in France,
2: they got going. Never mind going if think, she mentions it. Does she like it? <laughs> I'm guessing she does. What he does. Um, Do you mind if I? Well, we had, you know, we
1: we got that witch hunt atmosphere going on in the United States that still is going to a certain extent. I feel like it's cool, don't
2: you? Yep. Yep. The craze is not quite as crazy.
1: But there for a little while, if somebody accused you of really anything being rude and above, you were supposed to lose your job.
2: Right. Pay with your career. And permanently.
1: And no legal action. Still outside of Cosby. And uh, and Weinstein, there's never been any legal action against anybody. It's all just public pressure.
2: Right. That all these people have lost their jobs. You're Charlie Rose's. You're Matt Lowers, All these people. Various captains of industry, CEOs as well, whose names aren't as well known.
1: And yeah, lots of lots of people in business. Mm-hmm. And um uh, and yeah, all you needed was an accusation, and then that was it. You're out of work. Yep. And um and again, sometimes it was just like jokes gone wrong. As opposed to Harvey Weinstein was raping people.
2: Right. Particularly in, for instance, Silicon Valley, the standards were incredibly low for being declared, uh, you know, uh, unclean, a leper who must be cast aside.
1: So, they, they had a thing in France, instead of hashtag Me Too, they had hashtag Balance Tom Pork.
2: Oh, Blanc Tom, I'll have the Blanc Tom Pork, please, with the side of fries. Does that pair with the red or the white? So just, I'm not sure your French pronunciation is entirely accurate. Well, I don't claim it to be. I speak English, the
1: only language you need to know how to speak. But it stands for expose your pig, hashtag expose your pig, was a thing they tried to get going in France, but it didn't quite catch on the same way as it did in the United States because they had a little more nuance in France. And you might remember there was a French actress who said, "Wait a second, I think maybe we're going too far," and
2: she got a lot of blowback and oh, all the, that. The sort exquisite of stuff. Catherine Deneuve.
1: Right. So the pig in this scenario is the the perpetrator who was committing crimes against you, not, not his not... part. Right. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it meant. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. they were taking
2: the side of hey, they just they just
1: let it all out.
2: Right. There's a difference between pig and hog. I was, okay. I, was I was I was confused, but now I am.
1: So getting back to <laughs> Blanche Gardin, or whatever your, her name is pronounced as, which is Louis C.K.'s girlfriend, yes. she um, does a stand-up act in which she she draws some nuances, which is not popular, I guess, everywhere. It's certainly not popular in the United States. They have a law that they passed against street harassment, which she came out against. They yeah. actually passed a law in, in keeping with, Hashtag expose your pig. Yes, where you're not allowed to harass any woman on the street. The problem being, of course, that it's incredibly broad. Right. Um. If, well, that's a probably a poor choice of words. Mm. It's a it's a, it's a hmm. it's overly general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's non-specific. <laughs> Um, And she told a a magazine, the fact that we put a producer who rapes actresses in the same bag as a guy whose fetish is to masturbate in front of women after asking if he can do it means our modern society has a big problem with nuance. She's argued that it's hypocritical to to shun Louis C.K. and his humor exploring his dark side when it was uh, lionized to explore the dark side of a lot of other things. Right. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Sure. But a survey published in France last year found that 86% of French women say they had been harassed on the street. Feminist groups organized a march against sexism and sexual violence and all that sort of thing. She became the first prominent woman to come out and say, I think this whole law against sexual harassment on the street is really going too far, which uh, have you ever... I don't know how many people have had this experience, but I, I I've never been to France because of the way they treat us with Iraq. Oh boy, And I don't eat French fries. I don't eat French's mustard. And I you don't call have, them freedom fries. I've cut the French cuffs off all my shirts. Freedom mustard. Exactly. Cuffless, all your shirts. But in you in, order your wife to keep her tongue in her mouth. In in Mexico and Italy, particularly, I noticed the willingness of dudes. To hoot at women. Oh, yeah. And uh, in both cases, it was my wife that I experienced this with. Yeah. But just open, hey, whoa, or, or you know, saying various things that I assume are you know nice, whatever, suggestive, or, yeah, suggestive things. Yes. Break me off of a piece of that. Oh, or whatever boy. they're saying, I don't. Oh know boy. I don't know what they're saying in Italian, or that is
2: rude, sir. But in,
1: in a way that I never experienced in the United States, walking around with a gal. Yeah. Um, in Italy and Mexico, and I suppose it's the same way in France. It's just, it's just a thing. And right. so they outlaw that. I don't even know how you do that. You can get a ticket for that
2: or something. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing the enforcement mechanism for that. You would have to have a cop on hand. Or you would have to somehow identify or follow or 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 something and bring the person to the cops' attention, assuming you weren't acquaintances. Um, how would that work? Well, it's not working very well from what I understand. All right, how
1: it's could more it? of a gesture than than anything you can practically apply.
2: Right. Well, see, that is what bothers me so much about a lot of activists in whatever country, is the idea that the only way to get something done is to give the weight and guns of the government the responsibility of taking care of it. Make it a cultural norm. You know, uh, uh, preach it from the highest hilltop. Teach your kids. Tell other people to teach their kids. You don't have to make it a a criminal offense.
1: Well, she actually said, Louis C.K.'s girlfriend actually said, so are we going to outlaw the idea that I can have sex with a producer to get a part in a movie. Should that be against the law, she said? And she got really killed for that. Right. But she said that's been going on for a long time. She said, I'm talking consensual, of course. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, put in a corner and raped. Just the idea that... I know I'm going to get this part if I have sex with you. You're going to give me the part for I have sex with me. We decide that. Yeah. Is that a crime that he's committed that he should lose his career over?
2: Well, here's where you get into subtleties that would be very difficult to decide and would result in lawsuits. But if, if you can't get the part unless you have sex with somebody, with a producer, then that is, you know, that's illegal. You can't do that. On the other hand, if you are a quote-unquote sexually liberated woman, now, I use quote-unquote because, you know, whether that's a healthy way to live your life or not is, you know, a matter of debate. But you have lots of sex with lots of different people. Just because you met him in a bar and you thought he was attractive. So you meet this producer and you say to him, listen, I kind of like sex anyway. What if we get together? Will you give me this part? And he says, what? Well, yeah, you're a pretty good actress. Yeah, okay. Should that be? I like il- how the
1: guy cares about how good of an actress she is in this
0: scenario. <laughs>
2: well, there's a lot of money at stake, Sean. Sean, this is a mid-sized production. I'm picturing the studio has expectations. I'm a casting director over here. I have my reputation. Uh, honestly, people who can I... act pretty well and are are pretty are l- 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 practically literally a dime well, a Right,
1: dollar. and it, the way you per- it's never going to go down the way you just portrayed it. What it's never going to be that stark I don't think. Um so that you, so then you end up with the the situation of um because you are a dime a dozen do I feel like I have to do this to get the job is that part of the qualification and then I guess you get into a you know an area where I'm not cool with it.
2: Right. Well, if it's obligatory then yes, but if it's a strategy I mean because it's unfortunate but here's the reality of show business for a lot of it there are lots of people as good as you, even if you're really, really good. And there are lots of people that are as pretty as you or sing as well as you or whatever. There are lots of them, and they all want to do what you're going to do. And and a person, a casting director could close their eyes, whirl around, and, and, and just point their finger in, in a room full of actresses and pick that one, and she'd be pretty darn good in the room.
1: And the movie would be the
2: same. Right, exactly. So you're thinking, all right, I'm a woman, I'm an actress. Uh, I don't mind, you know, having intimate relations with with people I don't know terribly well. This guy's pretty attractive. Yeah, what the heck? It'll get me the part. I'm fine with that. Should that be illegal? But so that so that would lead oh, to Well a, the answer is clearly no. In my world,
1: that that would lead to an industry where the only way you're going to get any of those parts is if you have sex with them. But then you could just decide, I guess, as a libertarian, then. Well, then just don't be involved in that industry. Yeah. Or let another industry form up where that doesn't go on, and maybe those movies are better.
2: Well, and it gets me back finally to my side about lots and lots of lawsuits and, and adjudication of this, is that where it goes from voluntary to obligatory is an impossible line to well, draw. Well, it would be in the
1: mind of the actress. She, well, she and, might and say, I felt like I had to. Well, right. what does that mean, you felt like you had
2: to? Well, and the other interesting part of this is this is not some sort of uh, you know, a, a hypothetical situation from the fevered mind of Joe Getty. It's the way Hollywood operated in large measure for decades. The You don't have to say anything, really. You just have to say, boy, there are a lot of talented women who want this role. I just, I'm not sure how I should pick. And then you just wait. So is that obligatory or is that voluntary? Yeah. I don't know. It's all so sordid. I tell you this let me end on this note. You got a good-looking kid. You got a talented kid, whatever. And you're sitting there dreaming of them being in show business.
1: Dude, who dreams Wake of up! that? Who dreams Wake of that? Wake up! I wouldn't let my kids do that. Yes, so you're 18 and I you can do whatever you want once you're 18. Yeah. What am I going to do but you're not going. Yeah. As
2: long yeah. as I have authority. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's a terrible idea. It's a it's a hollow lie of a dream that fame will make you happy and fulfilled and rich. Some people do get up, end up getting rich, but the idea that fame is what you should aspire to for your children is a disgusting notion. So if you have it, quit it. There you go.
1: <laughs> and I don't think we have time to get into it, but I've been watching the A&E um, Clinton-Lewinsky thing. Well, actually, it's called the, the, the Clinton Affair, and Lewinsky plays a fairly minor role in it. It's getting all the attention for the publicity. Sure. But it's the Juanita Broderick. It's all the other stuff. Wow. That that is a lot of time is being spent on, and um, I'll have to talk about that at some point. It's damn interesting.
0: I'll bet it is I highly
1: recommend it. It's really good. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Listen well, to this, because I
1: heard that uh, Prince Harry feels imprisoned living in a royal palace. To
0: be fair, you wouldn't feel great either if you were 34 years old and still crashing at your grandma's. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, uh, boy, I really want to get back to that study at Yale and Princeton where I went, um, about where you went to get pizza. Uh, but, hey, wow. Who's <laughs> that? Hey, let's go over your resume next. <laughs> um, so I'd really like to get back to that study in which, uh, 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 folks of liberal bent, reflexively, consistently, used condescending language toward minorities in a way that conservative people didn't. I think that's incredibly revealing. And it's not entirely insidious. I'm a fair guy. Some of it's just wanting to connect. Um, But I do want to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, Also, I just can't wait to talk about this story. And it's a big, fat, shameless, I told you so. Now Stormy Daniels is out saying Michael Avenatti filed a defamation suit against Trump against her wishes, on her behalf, against her wishes and without her permission, and her legal defense fund went to him and she has no idea how the money was spent and he won't tell her. Michael Avenatti is an amoral criminal. He's a piece of crap. And the fact that he was taken seriously for weeks and weeks and weeks by the cable news tells you everything you need to know about the cable news. Um, and, and, and yes, I know of the president's history with extramarital activities. Um, I'm not denying that. I'm just talking about Michael Avenatti. Um, but the breaking news, breaking news is that uh, old uh, Michael Cohen you remember him you know Sean I would meant to ask you to get uh, our, our our favorite I was going to say our favorite Michael Cohen tape might be our favorite tape of all time ready just grab that let me know so, so. <laughs> still love it uh, you know it's funny every time I pass the newsroom and uh, what's the name of that gal from CNN who he's talking to in our favorite clip of all time is that Brooke Benton or name uh, escapes yeah it doesn't matter um, the, the cute little anchorette um, Every time I hear her voice, I think of this tape, and it warms my heart so so <laughs> Do you have and your something? question is Do you have someone okay. okay oh the full thing yeah, let me yeah. I'll, I'll track that down. Oh, it's just so precious, but anyway, Michael Cohen, President Trump's former lawyer, according to the New York Times, he was Trump's fixer. he was his doer of deeds a maker of deals, pleaded guilty. In August, to breaking campaign finance laws, he made a surprise appearance in a Manhattan courtroom this morning and pleaded guilty to a new criminal charge. He admitted to making false statements to Congress. (laughs) Lying to Congress is a a crime. Lying in Congress is America. Uh, Let's see. But he lied about his efforts to build a Trump Tower deal in Moscow during the 2016 presidential campaign. And... According to some, that real estate deal has been a focus of the special counsel into whether the Trump campaign conspired with Russian operatives. Now, look, as a referee, as a, as a just a, a neutral observer, the Manafort stuff is garbage. The Manafort stuff that the left and CNN and MSNBC are going crazy over, it will ultimately have virtually nothing to do with the president. You know, if you want to make the case, what's the president doing hiring a guy like this? Eh, that's an interesting... Well, the guy was... Oh, I'll tell you this. He's an incredibly effective political operative, and he got all the delegates lined up at the convention. Um, but in terms of, like, Russian collusion, there's nothing going to be there. I'm telling you, nothing. That The excitement is just whipped up to get you to tune in on the cable channels. This Cohen stuff about the office tower deal in Moscow and how that may have predisposed people to be a little more sympathetic uh, toward the Russians, not want to make waves, uh, go ahead and take a meeting. Yeah, I could believe that. I could absolutely believe that. Um, is that a crime? Uh-uh. In and of itself? Absolutely not. No. No. And... Transition uh, teams meet with foreign governments routinely. That's what they're supposed to be doing. If any of this crossed the line into unethical, uh, unpatriotic, mm-hmm. uh, that will be a matter for the voters to decide, and that remains to be seen. It could indicate that. It might. It might not. We don't know. Um, if it ends up, it's something that's actually illegal, uh, then we're in different territory, but there's just no indication thus far that it gets into that sort of ground.
0: We just don't know.
2: My attitude remains what it's always been. Let's wait for the dang report to come out and appraise it and see it for what it is. Um and, and compare it again. Let's have a little perspective. It's like the, the, the tear gassing at the border thing. Oh my god, we tear gassed women children and innocent asylum seekers who just want a better We're a nation of Trump. Gas people, Trump, it's chemical warfare. When the Obama administration did it many, many times, or the border patrol under right, the Obama right. administration. Just that sort of perspective. So if it turns out that Donald Junior said to that Russian lawyer, babe, Hey, you got dirt on Hillary? Yeah, come over, let's hear it. Okay. You don't like that? You think that's ugly? That's fine. That's that's for you to judge. But let's talk about every other candidate, including Hillary, who went to right. Russian sources and said, Hey, you got any dirt on Trump? Ever play any wee-wee games with any hookers? I mean... Let's just have a little perspective. Let's see what happens. Well, speaking of news and headlines, Marshall Phillips joins us with a, uh, a hint of what's
0: to come, Marshall. Catholic Archdiocese rated investigators finding more than expected. Oh, boy. We got another embarrassment for Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Good. And a classic FM story pointed out to me by many Armstrong and Getty
2: listeners. FM fecal matter? Indeed. Oh, my. Stay tuned. It's the Armstrong and Getty show. you In the immortal words of Stewie Griffin from The Family Guy. The world keeps spinning. And Marshall Phillips has our news. Marshall, what's happening in the world?
0: Well, i got to tell you, you talk about spinning. You were just talking about Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, taking a plea deal, entering a guilty plea. Well, Donald Trump... Technically, is.
2: he's flipping, not spinning.
0: Uh, now, <laughs> <laughs> now, Donald Trump, the president, has just issued a statement. He's calling Cohen a weak person after the new guilty plea, claiming that he's lying to get a reduced sentence. That was what we've got so far from Donald Trump. Weak person, lying to get a better
2: sentence. You know, I will give this to the president's critics. He did have a heck of a lot of really odd buddies. (laughs) Colorful characters. Of course, I'm not a Manhattan real estate developer. Correct. Uh, I I happen to know you absolutely must do business with highly suspect characters to get a square yard of concrete poured in New York City.
0: For instance, yes, or to get your uh, your windows installed. That was the Forget, forget, about, it. forget yeah. about it. All right, we've got a big raid carried out in the archives of the Catholic Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston yesterday. You had Texas Rangers, local police, and the Montgomery County DA's office descending on their offices. What were they looking for? Well, information involving Father Manuel LaRosa Lopez. He is a priest accused of molesting at least two teens between 1998 and 2001. But what they reportedly discovered: multiple files alleging details of child abuse by other priests in the diocese. Hmm. In the search warrant, the DA's office reportedly sought to examine confidential documents held in the archdiocese and their secret archives. The Montgomery County DA telling reporters: The message I made clear to the employees of the church is this not a search warrant against the Catholic Church, nor is it a search warrant against its employees. It's a search warrant to obtain records for the full and fair investigation and prosecution of a Father Manuel de la Rosa. But the DA goes on to add, quote, if there's something to be covered up, I'm sure I'll find it. And whether it's a thumb drive or it's a pickup truck or whether it's a DPS van full of stuff, we're going to take everything we believe is pertinent to
2: our case. Huh. That is interesting.
0: Top global brands are among more than 200 automakers in China, apparently sending real-time data about electric vehicles to government monitoring centers. The Associated Press say officials are claiming it's for public safety and infrastructure planning. Critics argue the tracking over over 200,000 vehicles in Shanghai alone could give China a powerful new surveillance tool as it steps up the use of technology to track its citizens.
2: There is a great report out, and we're going to track down the author of it. It is, I believe, 8 ways or 12 ways in which China is exploiting its relationship with the U.S. to our detriment. It's from a real heavyweight scholar on this topic. right? And it's from these utterly naive, these stupidly accepted Confucius institutes at over 100 American colleges that are absolutely a base for Chinese uh, espionage, and, and uh, perhaps as importantly propaganda. I mean, from that to their economic exploitation, uh, the, the theft of technology, the forced turning over of intellectual property if right. companies want to do business there. Um, And and we really need to... I think the American people need to understand what our relationship is with China right now and how brutally one-sided it is. You know, people are yelling at the president over the Trumps. The trade war... I'm sorry, yelling at the president over the tariffs. The trade war with China. China! He's stupid. Tariffs don't work. Tariffs hurt Americans. Blah, blah, blah. We're for free trade. Did you know that the Chinese charge a 40% tariff on American cars in China? (laughs) Forty percent. We China. we currently charge. I believe it's twenty four percent. It's something like that. It's in the uh, mid twenty. Um, and what Donald J is trying to do is say, no, that doesn't work. It's forty on both sides now. How do you like that? Yeah. Oh, you'd rather sell more cars here? Let's talk about it. Let's get it down to actually equal the whole Chinese. Oh, we're a poor third world country. We need huge breaks. Our people are starving. Please, please, America, give us some breaks in our trade. Well, okay, that was a pretty compelling argument in 1973. Right. Not so much now. That's
0: what the president's trying to do. San Francisco supervisor Aaron Peskin's pushing to remove Mark Zuckerberg's name from the city's public hospital. Peskin announced at the meeting of the Board of Supervisors that he's asked the city attorney to look into getting the Facebook CEO's name removed from San Francisco General Hospital. It comes amid several scandals, including Facebook's mishandling of user privacy and its use of an opposition research firm to discredit critics.
2: Right. Well, I've called him the Antichrist on more than one occasion, but if he donated the money and you agreed to name the hospital after him, name it after him. Yep, And And people laugh about it, you know. (laughs) Uh, On the other hand, if he gave the money and the hospital's helping people, you know, not the... What human being is all good or all bad? None of us, right? There you go. On the other hand, here come the uh, emails. Joe, what would you think if it was the Hitler Memorial Hospital? Very original argument, emailer. Thank you for chiming in. Yeah. You really stopped me there.
0: All right, my friends. We haven't
2: <laughs> Man, had a good... me something to think about.
0: <laughs> we haven't had a good FM story for a while. Thanks to an A&G listener, Eddie, and a bunch of others for bringing this one to my attention. As you know... Using a touchscreen to order fast food is very, very convenient, but there's a new study out that discovered touchscreens are not so clean. Oh, boy. Britain's Metro News Service hired university researchers to swab screens at different McDonald's restaurants.
2: Bunch of screen swabbers. Go on.
0: <laughs> and found a variety of infection-causing bacteria. Dar. The swabs turned up traces of feces on every one of the touchscreens. People are using it wrong. And a variety of infection-causing bacteria, including one that can cause blood poisoning and toxic shock syndrome. But they call that the milkshake, usually. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald says... It goes out, it regularly cleans the screens with disinfectant. Right, right. But the scientists say that is just
2: not good enough. Well, what is? You got to snap on the rubber gloves or what? Yeah, you'll be fine. That's why you have white blood cells. That's why you have an immune system. <laughs> A little fecal matter gets your day going right. <laughs> just don't lick the screen. You'll be fine. Right, stop by the McDonald's, get yourself that delicious hot coffee and one of those egg, bacon, cheese, McMuffin, mm. sausage patties Indeed. It. with syrup on yep. there and... Uh, and go, sort a
0: meat-like substance. And a little fecal hey, hey. matter.
2: And there you go. You're off and running. <laughs> You're going to have a great day.
0: There wow. you go. Well, that's your news. I'm Marshall Filippi. I'm and getting show the conscience of the nation. So, wait, what happened to Squawky? Squawky? Squawky, are you okay? No, He doesn't look oh, too good. Hang on. Isn't Let's...
2: your head supposed to be white, not green? He's, uh, he's getting kind of... I'll wake him up. Oh, there you go. The Liberty Bell. So, uh, coming up, we could break down a little more what uh, Stormy Daniels is now saying about Michael Avenatti. The professional fornicator is essentially saying, this guy is garbage. There's a shock. A little more helpful. Five retailer tricks to avoid this shopping season. Five retailer t- They're trying to dupe you out of your money, my friends, and we will prevent that. <laughs>
1: have no smoking gun that the crown prince was involved not the intelligence community or anyone else there is no smoking gun
2: that's uh, general mattis secretary of state talking about the uh, saudi snuffing of the uh, the journalist dude obviously yes we're not looking for a smoking gun you just gotta look for the bloody bone saw that's, yeah. the, that's the key yeah they didn't shoot him general with all due respect sir Um, Right. We're digging for some of our favorite experts to come on to talk about what the heck's going on with the Senate Uh, in a symbolic gesture, passing a resolution saying we ought to end our support for the Saudi war in Yemen. Um, Surprising to me, given our closeness with the Saudis and the fact that, you know, if the Saudis pull out of Yemen, Iran probably takes it over right there on Saudi's doorstep. And that'd be a hell of a thing to do to our friends, the Saudis. And I just I'm a little confused. I'm not quite sure what's at work here. And I can't believe it's all outrage over killing uh, a former Saudi insider who became a thorn in the side of the regime, which they do all the time. So we're we're seeking a little understanding on that. Also, more on the study that uh, white liberals um, uh, condescend systematically in conversations with minorities in a way that conservatives don't do and what that means. Big study out of um, Yale and Princeton. Uh, But first, a little handy consumer news for you, or information. According to a survey recently done, 58% of Americans would prefer to receive money as a gift this holiday season. <laughs> but isn't isn't that just income redistribution? Isn't that just everybody trading currency back and forth? Presuming, and I don't know if you can presume this, everybody's at, on equal, uh, roughly equal footing. I mean, you give about as much as you get give a sweater, get a sweater, give tickets to your favorite football team, get tickets to your favorite basketball team. You're just trading cash, which seems odd. And I think that would certainly be the... uh, In my summation to the jury, I would submit that this is proof, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that this no longer has anything to do with Jesus or Christmas or anything. It's just an orgy of consumerism. Although I do have... Uh, three kids, my offspring um, are ages 19 to 26 and are all poor uh, because I have money. They don't. Um, And uh, and, and, and in asking what they would like for Christmas, the answer was pretty much universal. (laughs) Uh, Dad, look, I got rent coming up and uh, I'm a little short this month. All right. (laughs) I get that. So if you're young and starving, I get it. Uh, Also, what people want the most as a holiday perk at the office money, Cash. Same as the other ones. <laughs> that same, they asked yeah. the same people.
1: <laughs> same answer. The percentage is almost identical, too. I think it was like 60% and 58% or something like that.
2: Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, 36% of employees say their company is having a holiday party this year, while 28% say they're getting extra time off as a perk. But that's uh, not what they want. What they want is money. Um, let's see. Uh, office closure between Christmas and New Year's, 22%. Complete closure. You know, in my experience, you've got to have kind of a skeleton crew around just in case, but there's not a lot of business that's conducted in that time. And good, that's fine. That's, human beings need rhythms. We don't need to go 24 hours a day. We don't need to go 365 days a year. The day, the Sabbath. It's an ancient practice, a day of rest. Um, we also don't need Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer available 12 months a year. It's
0: Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
2: reindeer. No, not the.
0: And a very shiny
2: nose. Not the new and horrible, and yet wonderful William Shatner Christmas album. No. Turn it up! Oh, oh, shut up! Turn it up! I, I want more of this. Red Nosed Reindeer. And a very shiny nose. Featuring Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. <laughs> the music together at last. The music video for this. And yes, there is a music video for this. Of course there It's is. available at the Armstrong and Getty website as well. I'm told you have to see it. Come for the festive cheer. Stay for the gold jackets. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like gold lame. All right, make it stop. Turn it off. Uh, so, here are your five retailer tricks to avoid this holiday shopping season. Retailers trying to trick me. Uh, dirty. Um, a lot of this is ABC 123. Uh, you know, super simple stuff uh, that you probably already know about. But a lot of, some of it isn't. First of all, take a look at free shipping when it isn't really free. If they have a minimum to buy um, and you start adding on stuff you don't really want to get free shipping. They've found that free shipping is so appealing to people. Shoppers would rather spend twenty-five or thirty dollars more on an item they don't need than pay a seven or eight dollars shipping charge. Free shipping just to order one thousand items. Right. <laughs> you just you have to look at it like um like an importer exporter, which I wish I was. It sounds exciting and and you get rich. Um, what's your cost per unit? It's all you need to know. Cost per unit. And you know if you pay seven eight dollars shipping and, and your cost per unit is still good or it saves you the time it would take to go to the store and back, pay the seven eight dollars. Heck, you can't you hardly get yourself a latte for that. Uh, but beware, um, they mentioned that uh, Amazon has the two day shipping for Prime members, but they point out that costs one hundred and twenty bucks a year. So what are you paying for shipping? Read the fine print on zero percent financing offers. Usually. That 0% is for like 90 days. You know, they vary the time period. But, and then, if you don't pay it off completely in that 90 days, not only do you owe interest going forward, you owe all the interest from that 90 days, and it's at a really high rate. So beware. Also, weather conditions can affect shipping times. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. All right. Beware. That's right. The estimated time of delivery is merely an estimate. This one really got me. This one I did not know. Beware the pop-up shop in the aisle of the mall, for instance. The little shop. And here's why. Applied Cognitive Psychology, which is a a big psychological journal, just published a study that found you are much more likely to buy a product if you touch it. Why? I don't know. Think about it. You're smarter than me. Well, we have, you know, five senses, theoretically, probably more. We just don't, we're not aware of. But, and, and, and for some reason, if you physically touch something, you're more likely to buy it. And, and the reason I found this so interesting is I have had the same experience I'll bet most of you have had that you're in the aisle of the mall and you're looking at something and your brain is telling you, you don't really need that or, Grandpa wouldn't really love that, but for some reason, you're just excited by it. You know, it just it seems more
1: appealing than it should. I probably don't need the slippers that feel like I have clouds on my feet.
2: Right, with your initials on them, which they're happy to do, right there. But if you touch it, you'll want to buy it. So just be aware, if you're feeling a little extra enthusiastic about the world's greatest grandma mug, it's because you picked it up and looked at it. That's interesting. This one, again, is back to basic smart consumer uh, activity. Um, Don't assume the original price is accurate. 50% off a price that never, ever, ever existed. That's why the Internet's so handy. You can figure out what it costs or what it should cost or who has it for less. Do your research. And finally this, don't fall for FOMO, the fear of missing out. The one-day flash sale makes you do dumb stuff. If that's the price that they're going to sell the most at, that's the price they're going to keep selling at. Or go to another site. Or just wait. If you're not sure, don't fall for the flash sale thing. It's just trying to manipulate your emotions. Good advice. More to come. News next. Armstrong and Getty.